Support for Oyster World Radio comes from you, our listeners. If you would like to support the show, visit the link in the show description or visit patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio. For only $5 a month, you get all of the behind-the-scenes coverage of how these random interviews materialize, plus some travel tips. So don't miss out and support the show today. More support means meeting more people that you would normally never meet, less travel headaches while you're on the road, and you get to learn the ins and outs of everywhere I go. Become a Patreon and an expert traveler at patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio and support the show today. Welcome to Oyster World. Radio. Hello, Oysters, and welcome to another episode of Oyster World Radio, the podcast where we broaden our perspectives by listening to the stories of people from all over the globe. I'm Nathan Lieberman, and in this episode, we are posted up on the little island of Paros, a Greek island. In the middle of the Aegean Sea, Paros is the epitome of the island life, which is so relaxed, never too fast, and with a lack of stress that is a bit foreign for the most of us. It is on this little paradise that I got to know Suauglu Mikalis, or just Mikalis for short. Mikalis was a city kid turned full-time islander, which at first glance might seem like a tough transition, but Mikalis is more flexible than most. Why do I say that? Well, I guess you just have to tune in to find out. So pour yourself some olive oil and soak it up with a lot of bread and enjoy my conversation with Suauglu Mikalis. Well, Magalis, welcome to Oyster World Radio. We're really excited to have you on, on this beautiful island of Paros. How are you doing today? Fine, fine. I'm fine. You? Yeah, good. We're sitting here on this tiny little house on a hill, tiny but beautiful house on the hill, overlooking the wonderful city that is on the harbor. And you got a good spot going on. I'm not going to lie. Yes, of course. It's, uh, for me, it's a dream house. Yeah, I can see why, because you yes, uh, have everything you need. You have your wonderful dog, Lucy, yeah. at your side all the time. You have olive trees lining the backyard. Yes. I like more that the house is uh, you know, close to nature. Uh, I could stay in the center, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe I prefer to be more isolated. Yeah, well, it's... It's cool because you got your own little projects back there. You're making your own yes. olive oil. Of course. You, which I always wanted to learn how to do. Uh-huh. And you you have all of these vegetables that you get to pick. It's almost a self-sustaining lifestyle. Like, life's good on this little island. Yes. Yes, you can say that. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is different uh, from a city life. How would, you, how would you say it's different? It's more quiet, more safe. Mm-hmm. Of course... Okay, in the city you you can find many things to do, various things to do, and here you can find various things to do. I think the difference is that enough in the big cities, uh, the life is more stressful. Yeah, that is a way that uh, that's the thing that I like very much to this island. Yeah, life just isn't as stressful. It's yes, it's it's laid back. When you come home, you relax. Yes, of course, uh, I think this is a thing that uh, people have it. Maybe you you live in the city and you are peaceful. Of course, uh, uh, it's difficult. It's much difficult to do that in a city than 
in an island like this that you, you are closer to the nature and to the sea. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example and really, really well said about island life. We always have this ideal image of island life and there it is true because uh, there is an explanation of this because of the water because the, because we are made of water so the water calm calm us that's why if you see there is a huge difference on the people that live in the mountains with the people that live in the islands yeah if you notice the difference What would you say the difference is between the people? Maybe the people in the mountains are more tough people, maybe. Yeah, maybe Because they have a disconnection with the water and people Yes, in the, the life it's uh, maybe more... But it depends uh, the area you, you live. Here in these islands, uh, the climate is mild. So in the mountains, usually the, cli the climate is heavy. So, for you to adjust, uh, it's uh, more effort than in the island city. Yeah, I would yeah, agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And it's funny because you grew up a city kid. Yes. You grew up in Athens, and now you've transitioned into the island life full-time on yes. the island. Yes, yes. So and, and that, uh, it, was, it wasn't something that I planned or thought about. And it's always funny how life works in that way. Yes, and that is uh, that I like in, in for the, yes that uh, that happened that thing that I didn't have any plan in my mind to live outside of Athens to live outside uh, my friends, my family, but uh, somehow that uh, happened, and uh, the thing is that I, I like it. Yeah, I like. Okay. For the first year, I have my mind in Athens and I wanted to, to go there, to be back. But after I realized something, I didn't want to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we're going to dig into your story to find out exactly what that thing is. I think it's a good precursor to, yes. you know, your life. Because, all right, let's start from the beginning. You okay. grew up in Athens for yes. a really long time. Your childhood, you went to school there, your family was there. Yes, I grew up there. in Athens. I went to school there, my family. I studied in Athens. This is also an important thing because many people... Uh, uh, I studied in other cities. So they live more the student life. That it's, you know, a life, uh, okay... With uh, they have to read, they have to practice for mm -hmm. the school, but also they are students, so their life is. You know, well, they have to figure out the life aspects too of being yes. on their own for yes. the first time and, and alone. Yes. If you study close to your parents, it's not like uh, a really student period. Yeah, but it's still. Well, you were a computer science engineer, so it was still hard. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't take away too much credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Uh, the thing is that the school was very hard. Yeah, it was uh, four years that uh, I had to go to the university and be there at least eight hours. Yeah, it was like I had a, a, a job. Good old engineering, right? 
Yeah. It's not yeah, easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Well, let, well, let's back up a second, too, because I don't think many people know what it's like to to grow up in Greece or even what what that looks like. So you, you lived with your parents all the way through through college. What was it like living with your parents? Were they strict? Were they pretty easygoing on you? Only when you got good grades were they nice to you? No, no, no. My 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 parents were no not strict. They let us, me and my sister, to to decide what we want to do. Maybe they had a, a little more pressure to my sister because we are a bit a conservative country, and you know we have. Still that, okay, the boy, it's a boy, and the girl, it's... Needs to be protected. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, uh, no, my parents uh, let us decide what we want to do. They they didn't force us to do something. Gotcha. My father uh, had a store. Uh, uh, He was a type typewriter not the man like that a... works in the newspaper the technician that works in the newspaper okay like an editor like or a, yes not a writer with the deal with the machines of uh, printing okay the newspaper. So, yeah like a technician like a technician yes so he had uh, and once in his life he had uh, his own uh, shop that printing things and of course in his mind, I think he wanted to, to follow that. Yeah. But he didn't press me. Yeah. Yeah, so he let you choose your own yes. thing. Yes. What What did you do on an everyday basis? What was one of your favorite things to do? Of course, I have to say that the computer engineer thing was uh, also by luck that I studied that. Really? Yes. Because... Uh, I wanted to become a doctor uh, from uh, my, I don't know how and why, from seven years old, I wanted to be a pediatrician, a doctor deal with kids. So I've tried it, but it was very hard. Yeah, makes sense. Yes, I was studying enough, but not enough to go to the schools. Mm. So I, with that system that we had, because that system, you give exams, you have a, a grade, the grades, and with that grade, you enter in some schools that mm-hmm. you have to declare in the in the paper. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and, and it was uh, by luck when I passed in this school and I read the results. I didn't even know what the school was for. You didn't, but you decided to go to it anyway. Yes. I didn't know even uh, from the title. It was very strange to me. It was like a mechanical engineer of uh, computer systems. Yeah. Then, a little bit difficult to, to explain that because then, that was happening in 1994. Yeah. In Greece, the computer then starting slowly, very slowly to, to become... Not not a reality to the people. Yeah. Just to become yes a thing. It's when it was becoming more normal, or it, it, yes. people knew about computers yes. around that time. Uh, not all of them. No, no, very few people 
So why did why did you pull the trigger? Why did you say yes to the program that you didn't know much about? Maybe I didn't have any choice because uh, I have already tried two times for be a doctor, and that was the third one. And I have in my mind uh, the anxiety. Or I have had a little bit stress that I want to to move in my life because I want to to go live alone. I didn't want to. That's true. You were living with your parents yes, still, which and I didn't is hard want for everybody. For them to pay <laughs> to pay me forever, you know, I haven't on my mind that. Mm-hmm. So I give it a try, and uh, I like it. And you did. You liked it. Yes, I like it very much. I don't know if uh, that happens because I'm an adjustable person. But uh, I really like it. Maybe. Or a little luck does go a long way. Yeah. yeah. So you joined this program that you had known nothing about. You loved it. And it was, at the beginning, very difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first semester was... Uh, even uh, the schools, uh, the, the teacher of the university said to us, why you came to that school? It's very difficult. You're going to be failed. So that's a great start to a yeah. to a college career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the good news is you didn't you didn't fail. No, I didn't fail. I passed the school and uh, in, in the time I had. Yeah. Because usually in Greece uh, it used to be they were student uh, they studying for ten years. Yeah. Wow. So, and and this is good because uh, this begins a very interesting part of your life. After you graduated school, you found something that you really enjoy. Yes. But now there was, and I, I think this is a, a theme that crosses the world, but a lot of uncertainty because you said during the studies, you also had to work for six months with a company. But after, after the studies. Was it? Okay, after that's right, after the studies. But then also you had a mandatory year and a half of service in the army. Yes. And then afterwards, maybe you you could return to the job if you want. Yes. Or, or you could not. Yes. But there's a lot of uncertainty there. And yes, but I didn't, uh, I wasn't stressful about that. Somehow in my mind, I knew that something would came good. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What, what made you think that? Was it just faith or just faith in yourself, confidence? Yes, or? and uh, generally I'm, I'm an optimistic person. Yeah, because I know a lot of people struggle with that to not only have confidence that everything will work out, yeah. but go into the unknown, you know, yes, with your head held up. I think uh, if, if, I, if I think that, I can say that in some things, I, I I risk. For example... Yeah, like what? For example, I had a, a semi-automatic uh, bike mm-hmm. and I wanted to buy uh, a bigger motorcycle with gears. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how to, to drive that because uh, there was a system in Greece before if you gave exams uh, for uh, to get the, your diploma in motorcycle with a smaller bike with gears, so you can drive all your life a bigger one. Mm. 
So I had uh, my my license, but I didn't drive, drove uh, a motorbike like this. And I had the small one, and I wanted to buy a big one. Yeah, a big one. So I bought a big one. I got a loan from the bank. I think it was five, uh, almost then five thousand dollars drachma, something like. It's a lot of money. Yeah. No, no, it was five thousand dollars almost. Yes, mm-hmm. from the bank. So I I bought the motorbike, and a friend of mine drove it until to my house because I didn't know how to drive. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't even know how to drive it, but you you jumped in. You yes, bought it. Yes, I bought it. Yeah. Because I said I will learn. Yeah, and that seems like it's that's the mindset that you you've had. For most of your yes. life, and it's paid off, I would say. Yes, yes. I think I, I kind, of, I don't afraid to do something. Maybe I don't afraid uh, the failure. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect a perfect example is the next phase of your life. So the first job that you got out of college, you didn't like so much. It wasn't yes. really working with computers, and you really yes. wanted to. It was uh, more telecommunication with. Uh, Telephone centers. Yeah, that it was also interesting, but somehow I don't know why I wasn't satisfied with the total with the life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you decided to become a teacher. So computers are now on the rise. They're starting to get I more decided. Popular. I try. Yes, I try for that, and finally I became yes. Yeah. So and you had. No teaching, professional teaching experience up to this point. Professional, no. I didn't know even if I liked it. Yeah, so you. this was another buying the motorbike. Yes. And I'll learn it when, when I have it, when I do it. So you yeah. did apply a couple of times, but eventually, you know, you had this position in the telecommunications company. Yes. And then you got a job for only nine months guaranteed yeah. to be a teacher, to try it. And then you went for it. You kind of bought the bike again in this one. Was that an easy decision to leave something more permanent and then go to something temporary but possibly more exciting? Uh, Then, for me, it wasn't at all because uh, in that job uh, I wasn't satisfied. So I wanted to change. Of course I had... uh, uh, in my mind that it could be difficult, maybe I didn't find a job, you know, and what I would do. But I don't know. I applied without quitting my job. And I, and I think thought that if they get me, okay. If don't, I will see what I will do. Yeah. I will search for, the, for another job. Yeah, the next opportunity, but you yes. don't. You didn't throw away the current job yes. and then go all in. But now that you did get an opportunity, even though it wasn't permanent, yes. that was the trigger point, though. You told yourself, if even if it was a temporary offer, you're going. Yeah, yeah. And but, uh, of course, with a temporary offer, you have a, a, you know, a chance to, to take you again. Yeah. And so what was... What was those nine months like? Did you, did you just try to prove yourself? Did you go into it? It seems like it could be a little bit stressful. You're not really sure if you're even gonna like like it 
And I think I like it from the first time I went to the class. Yeah? Yeah. So what was that like? What was the first day of teaching? Like when you when you were walking into the classroom. Yeah, the first day was strange because uh, for example Wednesday I was in my old job and Tuesday uh, Thursday I was in the class. So we were, there was no time. No, it was uh, one day and the next day I was in the class. Okay, so 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 what happened? Like what? It was uh, <laughs> it was very strange for me. Of course. What was going on in your in your mind? When you were walking into the classroom the day before oh, you said, were in okay. another job. I will I'll try it to, to do it. Okay. That's it? You just try to do it and go in? Yes, okay. Of course, uh, at the beginning uh, I had to study some things, of course, because it was a new job, uh, new things, books. So I had to study, but I didn't afraid of this. And uh, from the first time with the kids... Uh, was very nice it just clicked yes and of course i was uh, then uh, 29 years old i think and the kid was okay 10 years uh, of difference it wasn't so much mm. and uh, of course in that particular class i had some people that was uh, 40 years old oh so it was a wide range because, in this one class because it was a technical school and the technical school gives the opportunity to people that uh, have a degree in the high sh- general high school to go in a speciality. Mm-hmm. So many people, there were 30 or 40, wanted to change plans in their lives and study something else. So they went to this technical school. Gotcha. So you have a wide range yes, of I, I had uh, from 18 uh, till 40. Was, was there a moment when it did click, when you knew that everything was going to be okay? Uh, was there a particular moment? Was it when you entered the class? Was it when you... When I entered the class and after I... I like it. I It was for me... It was a job that... Easiest than my previous job. Mm-hmm. My previous job has... Uh, it was... Uh, Totally different. It was uh, more to go to other companies uh, and uh, uh, fix things, which I like it also. But uh, the teaching thing was... It wasn't quite like this. Yes. This felt good. Something else. And you have to to deal with people. Yeah. So it's a little bit nice. Interesting part. Yeah. Because you know... Every year you have different people. Yeah. And that, that was it. That was for you. That's when it set in and you said, okay. Now yes, so right I said path. I will try it as everything. I did my life like this. I think I did it uh, with uh, a thought, but uh, I did it uh, somehow I planned it. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow that these plans happen. Yeah. Was yeah. there ever an example of a plan not working? Yes. Not working uh, in the way I wanted. Yes, of course. Yeah. One uh, thing like this, it was uh, for the family I wanted to, to make. I wanted to have uh, children. 
Finally, I have it. She's there, but not living with me. So that uh, plan didn't uh, succeed uh, on the half. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still a father. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still yeah. Half. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, that's life, you know. Yeah. So it seems like you have a plan going in and then... But you, you're very good, like you said, you're adjustable. Yes, I'm you, very, very adjustable. You can react to yes, whatever. I can react. I think uh, this is a, a thing I am good. Yeah, it, it, it's good and it's helped you yes. quite a bit, including the next couple of phases of your life. You grew it, you got into the teaching community, you yeah, had to yeah. move to Santorini, Athens for a year, and then eventually you come here mm-hmm. to Paros, this yes. little island. Uh, I'm sure that a lifestyle was 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 a bit different, but um, it, I think it's the way that you've been practicing almost your entire life, kind of going in into situations and learning on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That helped you succeed where wherever you were displaced, even though you never thought about leaving Athens. Yes, yes, of course. And it's um, and it, it seems like everything started to fall fall into place and everything was working out quite well. And yeah. then, yeah. Um, and uh, then I think what, true. what a lot of people think of when, when I think of, of Greece or what happened to Greece is the financial crisis that happened and that, that happened when you were here in Paros. And I can imagine that was a big, big shot or just a big, had a big effect around the yes, entire on country. Every, on, and you yes. said, you said you lost a third of your salary. One third of the salary. Overnight. Uh, yes, in yes, in some days. That which is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So what what was going on during that part, like during that phase? Like what what was happening in in Greece? It it seems like a major turn of events for for a life that seemed to be falling in, into place. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the cities, in Athens, uh, this was affecting them more. You know, here in Paros, because uh, there is the tourism, the things are much better, you know? Yeah. But there's still, I mean, a third of your salary is no yes. joke. Yes. And the prices didn't exactly decrease either, because no. it was the switching of the euro that yeah. really caused it. The, the switching in the euro happened in very early, in 2001. Mm-hmm. So that was one... Uh, Things that affect the people because the prices went triple, but it was a new coin, so the people was exciting mm-hmm. because they thought that they will travel to other countries and many things like this. So they didn't realize what that was. What was yeah behind the scenes? What yes, was happening? Yes, yes. And now they realize it now. Yeah, a kilo of bread. After the euro, a day after the euro, cost one third the price up from before the euro yeah. in one day. So one day it it added thirty three percent to the to and to, to all of things. To, and that that's a that's a big deal. I mean, yes. like you said, that's of a course third uh, of the your people income. had the new coin as salaries because the euro it was a different one. Yeah. So. There was a time that they have to get used to it. Yeah. But still, I mean, I'm sure that... What was going on in your personal life as you were 
watching all of this happen was it concerning was you said you were okay but i'm sure maybe it was a little uncertain no then you know all the people were, was very excited because they they said to us okay the life will be better we will build roads and things like that so what happened after that no they built the roads and the, the of course the real thing is that uh, the, the power of uh, the the money part of the people went down not up so it was the opposite of what people thought yes. was going to happen yes and that, how did that, how did that affect you too did you were you able to adjust to it okay it probably affected traveling a little bit more than no, no, no. for me of course the crisis uh, affected also me but uh, then my priorities was to travel so i was alone i had a good salary before the crisis and uh, i was traveling after the crisis of course that that wasn't possible but i'm still traveling yeah so a you, bit uh, more no. how did you, how did you make that that work was it just because a big chunk of your salary was taken away during yeah, yeah, the crisis so yeah, yeah. was i it, decided to cut some things that uh, didn't uh, uh, had as priorities yeah so it seems like it was um just a rational decision it was in something happened out of your control Yeah, yeah. And then we have to adjust. Be yeah. adjust. But it seems like it was very rational decision like okay, I don't have as much money, so let's cut. Yeah. Let's cut these. Yes. And let's let's not do this and let's focus on Yes, these something priorities. else. You know, something that it's more important to me. Yeah. yeah. It did oh, no wonder you have an easy life. It just seems like you you react very well to situations. It doesn't get yeah, yeah. too it's not too much. It's uh, I didn't uh, let this situation affect me for a long time. Yeah. Of course everybody has you know their moments that be affected of the situation around them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to because i believe that the life it's you don't have up if you don't have down yeah so i'm positive for this yeah so i'm trying to be patient when a bad thing happen in my life so, because i believe that after some time and another good thing will happen yeah and i think that's the life on its own the purpose of that, of life it's that If you understand that, I think uh, you have to to deal a lot of things. Yeah. Yes. Even uh, maybe more serious things that uh, maybe this is a death of some friend of or relative, you know. Yeah. Which yes, that is uh, difficult parts. But then afterwards. Yeah, the the flows of life, whatever, whenever it goes down, it'll. Yes, it'll and come you have up. to continue your life. Yeah. To have new experience. Yeah, and it seems like you, you've obviously learned a lot through all of these experiences, the ups and downs, and now, I think you're probably facing the biggest challenge of your life, both good, and 
and hard, and that yes. is now you're a parent. Yeah, yeah. So as you said before, you you've dreamed of having a family, but yes. and now you do. You have a son, but it, it he lives in a different city. He lives yes. in Athens, and you have to travel. Yes. But do you use what you learned throughout your life, being adjustable and taking the ebbs and flows of life? Yeah, yeah. Do you use that now in in this situation? Because uh, I see the pictures of your beautiful son on the wall. You seem happy. I know this yeah, would be hard for a lot of people. So how do you how yes, do you manage it's hard, it? But uh, you, you get used to it, all the situation. Uh, I had uh, two two ways. I think not uh, to deal with that kid or to deal with the kid. Mm-hmm. For me, it was uh, one way road that I will deal with the kid. Yeah. Wherever he is. Yeah. So, so now I've been traveling to see him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you, you do quite it's a bit. It's not easy, but uh, he gives me courage to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so how you said that he gives you, you courage. And so how mentally do you prepare yourself, you know, to make the trips? You, you usually have to... You have to sacrifice some other things. It's, yes, right. it, it's not the most ideal situation. Of course, it's your kid, and you said it's a one-way road. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some mental struggles for, at the same time. Yes, but for me, it's a priority now. Yeah, so end of story. It's a priority. It's an end of story now. Yes, it's an end of story. <laughs> it's a priority. priority. That's it. Yes, yeah. and uh, yes. Now it's uh, one and a half year. I do this and. Okay, there is moments that uh, maybe I say, okay, maybe this weekend I want to stay here. Of course, uh, I do with all the things I'm doing. I'm trying to to focus more to the positive things of uh, happens of the things that happens. You no, know? I'm not trying to focus to the bad things because the bad things are there and the good things are there. But I'm trying to focus in the good things. Also, a good thing is that, of course, my communication with my son now, at least the weekends I have him, there would be more quality time. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, okay, you don't have the everyday life to to deal with a kid, I mean. Yeah. You are not together all the time. Yeah. So, because... If you're together with the people every day, there is some things. Yeah, it's different. Around. It's different. You need also your time. Yeah. So one thing is that uh, I will have a quality time with the child because uh, we miss each other and uh, the time I will be there, I will be for him only. And yeah. Nothing else. Uh, it's being adaptable, you know. You, you have yes. to you have to use and utilize what you have. Yeah, of course. And uh, from the other hand, I still have a life and do things for myself. Well, it sounds like you're trying to learn to ride that motorcycle again, just on a bigger scale. To, to, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this. You yeah. had something it came up, and you tackled it. And I think that's a good way to wrap it up. And I know that's hard for a lot of of listeners out there or just people in general when when something out of your control 
really impacts your life, whether it be a financial crisis or the fact that your son, your newborn son lives in a different city. And now you do, you have to be adaptable. And I I know that's hard for a lot of people, but what what would you say or what, what advice would you give to someone struggling right now that is dealing with something a little bit out of their control and wants to... Yes, wants uh, to keep going. Uh, one word that came to my mind, patient. For me, that is the word. You have to be patient and to leave the time, you know, pass. Because uh, with a difficult uh, situation, you need time to realize them. And, uh, you need time to to do the right thing. If you do... Quick things, probably you, f- you will fail. Yeah. You need to think about them and try them. Yeah, I like and it. And of course try them because if, if you're afraid to, to try something or if you don't do it because you're afraid, you miss the part that, uh, that you do it. Yeah. And uh, of course the failures in, is on the game of life. If you don't fail, you don't learn. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I think that's a wonderful message because we we do try to fix things immediately a lot of the time. And being patient is most of the time the best best thing to do. And yes, like you said, (laughs) definitely the most difficult thing to do. Yeah. And I think I think that's a wonderful way to, to wrap up the show. So Thank you for coming on. Welcome. And you're welcome for thanks for your invitation. Of course. We're very happy to have you on. And we are coming in from the beautiful island of Paros. And we will talk again soon. Thanks for coming on the show. Two, Thank you. Three, Thank you. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Oyster World Radio. And thanks again to Algoo Kales for coming on the show. Say hi to Lucy for us and enjoy that next olive harvest. Keep up to date on everything going on in the big sabbatical on Instagram at Nathan.Wanders and the blog of my partner in crime, Jackie Gishbacher at GishOutOfWater.com. Check out the links in the show description for more information. Special thanks to Charlie Milliken for all of the Oyster Jam. Check him out on Spotify or at CharlieMilliken.com. That's M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N at Patreon.com forward slash Oyster World Radio for only $5 a month. You get all of the behind the scenes plus some unique travel tips, so don't miss out. Thanks again for tuning into Oyster World Radio. We'll be back in two weeks. But until then, this is Nathan Lieberman signing off. I can't take control of my life If I'm too busy looking at the stars and thinking about all time that's gone by It's time for a change in my day-to-day scene Time to turn around from that clock Face the mirror and change